Welcome to our Halacha podcast. We try to discuss little-known halachas and customs and the meaning behind them. Last week we spoke about the death, the beginning of the, the, the death process, and the halachas, how the, how the mace, how the disease has to be treated. I'd like to go this week a little bit about the halachas aninus, the onan, the person and the relative, one of the seven close relatives, are obligated to mourn the deceased during shiva, before the burial of the deceased, the halachas of a person is considered an onan. An onan is interesting, interestingly enough, is exempt from performing all positive commandments. What that means to say is not merely an exemption, it's actually a prohibition. For example, the onan is not allowed to daven or say any brachas, he does not put on tefillin or talus, etc., there are different uh, sources for this. Some actually learned it out from the death of Nodav and Avihu, the sons of Aaron. When the sons of Aaron, when they, when they died, when they brought the strange fire and they, were, and they died, so Aaron and his two sons, Elazar and Isamar, were, they were, they were told off by Moshe for not partaking of the, of the sin offering. And Aaron said, if I would have eaten it while I'm in mourning, would it have been pleasing in the eyes of Hashem? Is it wouldn't have been appropriate for him to do it because he was in mourning. Now, mourning had not yet begun. The disease had still not been removed from the from the from the Mishkan at that time, but nevertheless, Moshe accepted Aaron's argument, and he was not. And from there, we see that is exempt from mitzvahs. Now, the simple explanation the rabbis tell us why the Onan is exempt from mitzvahs is because his obligation at that point is to prepare for the burial as quickly as possible. According to Jewish law, the disease is supposed to be buried as soon as possible. The custom in Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim, as a matter of fact, is that a person that passes away is buried before nightfall. I remember I was in Israel myself one time and a great rabbi passed away around 8 o'clock in the evening. And the funeral was held for a, two, two and a half hours later, 11.30 at night. The funeral was, and after the funeral, everybody walked to the cemetery and the person was buried that night. So not to postpone the, 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 the burial. Although, halakhically speaking, the post do talk about the idea that sometimes for respect for the deceased, let's say family members want to come in or something like that, it could be postponed a little bit, but nevertheless, arrangements should be made as to bury the deceased as quickly as possible. The longer the mace, longer the deceased is not buried, he's unable to achieve some element of, of rest. So that's understanding why the onan is exempt from many mitzvahs. Some people say also an interesting idea, the reason why the onan does not do mitzvahs, is to show his identification with the, with the deceased. The deceased is no longer able to perform mitzvahs. That's one of the reasons we've mentioned before that when walking in a cemetery, for example, or close to the deceased, a person is supposed to tuck his tzitzes in, so it shouldn't, shouldn't be visible, so it's not to make a mockery of the deceased. I can do mitzvahs and you can't. So therefore, in order to identify with the pain, so to say, of the deceased who can no longer do mitzvahs, the onan also does not do mitzvahs until after the burial, until after the deceased has been buried. Now, the laws of Aninus are only applicable during the weekday. On Shabbos, just like the laws of mourning are pushed aside because of Shabbos, the laws of Aninus also is applicable, it does not apply. And on Shabbos, all the obligations of a mitzvah are applicable too. Now, the Onan is not allowed to study Torah. He's not allowed to be called up to the Torah either, for that matter. But, in, and that's, which is, as we mentioned, that's, those are both mitzvahs, and therefore he's exempt from those. But the, it's interesting. In some ways, the laws of Aninus actually are, are more stringent than laws of mourning. In some ways, they're less stringent than laws of mourning. 
So for example, although we're saying that he does not make brachas, the onan should wash his hands till sedayim before eating bread. The reason is because although the onan is exempt from positive commandments, he's obligated to negative prohibitions. The reason we said he's exempt is because we don't want anything to interfere with his making the plans and the arrangements for the burial. That makes sense if he's, if he's busily engaged in a positive commandment. But a negative prohibition doesn't take any time. It's what he can't do that wouldn't interfere, interfere at all. And therefore, he's obligated to, to observe the negative prohibitions. So, for example, he cannot eat non-kosher food, of course. That's the reason here, too, why he has to wash his hands. Because the idea of washing hands is not so much a positive commandment, rabbinic obligation to wash one's hands. It's more along the lines of a prohibition that you're not allowed to eat bread without washing your hands. So if he wants to eat bread, he should wash his hands first, but again, without making a bracha. A few other exceptions the post can talk about. The owner also wears the tzitzis. Even though he does not wear a talus, the tzitzis he does wear. The reason for that is because the tzitzis is something which a person generally wears all the time anyway. It becomes second nature, and therefore it doesn't require any additional time that could be an interference that will prevent him from being able to engage in the, in, in the arrangements for the, for the burial. Just like washing before eating bread, on Sukkis, although the laws of mourning are not applicable during Yom Tif and during the, during the Cholamoy days, they are applicable, the owner is not allowed to eat outside of a sukkah. The reason is because even though it's a positive commandment to sit in the sukkah, but it's also like a negative prohibition, don't eat outside of the sukkah. On Purim, so here too, the laws of Purim, first of all, override a person, the laws of personal laws of mourning. And therefore, the owner is also required to listen to the Megillah on Purim night. Now, if he's able to hear it after the funeral, let's say in the following day, the night it wouldn't be applicable, of course, but let's say the morning Megillah reading, if he can hear it after the burial of the deceased, then that probably that would be preferable. But if he's not going to be able to hear it afterwards, he should listen to the Megillah before, I mean, before the, before, um, the funeral. Similarly, before Pesach, the owner is not allowed to have chametz in his possession because it's a negative prohibition. And therefore, he has an obligation to do the bitul chametz, the nullification of chametz, or to destroy the chametz before Pesach because that's an extension of the negative prohibition, which he's obligated to do. Some poskim say that if the, if the onan has to journey to the funeral, he has to take a trip, he should say it Even though the, the way for his prayer is a positive commandment, but again, its purpose is to make sure and to ensure a safe journey. And therefore, it's, pers- it, it, it's permissible to say it, and a person should say it as a means of protection. Now, although a mourner is allowed to eat meat and wine, the onan is not allowed to eat meat or wine or drink wine. The reason for that is because meat and wine bring a certain sense of joy and pleasure to a person, and the concern is that if he drinks wine especially, it could distract him from his grief and he won't, he won't be able to fulfill his responsibilities of taking care of the funeral arrangements. Now, the onan does not have to move, move his leather shoes. The laws of removing one's shoes do not apply to after the funeral, during the shiva. The onan is allowed to wear leather shoes. Similarly, although there are different opinions regarding whether the onan should sit on a low stool or on the floor, common practice is that he's allowed to sit on a chair or on, the, or on some kind of a couch until after the burial. We'll stop over here, and we'll continue to the next week. Have a great week, everybody. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. 
Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.